Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Wes. And this is Breakdown from the Couch. This is the podcast where we watch movies that are available on streaming services and then try to break them down for you scene by scene. Uh, yep. You can check us out on social media. Just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also check us out on ageofradio.org. You can find our episodes there as well as shop our sponsors. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to give us a review and message us with any movie suggestions you might have. Yep. Um, so we are starting, you know, a new year. And uh, we decided this month that we would have uh, listeners send us movie suggestions. So one of the movie suggestions we got uh, was from our friends at High Proof Designs. And you can find them on Facebook as well as on Instagram at High Proof Designs. Um, And they specialize in laser engraving, etching, wood burning, and uh, other uh, forms of uh, art and home decor pieces as well. Yep. And uh, we actually have some of their work. um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a couple of pieces. Yeah. And they do. uh, Yeah, they do a great job. So make sure and check them out. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, they gave us the suggestion of doing Idiocracy, which (laughs) is a great movie. It is. I love it. It is a good movie. So... Um, Do you have the synopsis? I do. I have it right here. Uh, I get this from IMDb. Army Private Joe Bowers, the definition of average American, is selected by the Pentagon to be the guinea pig for a top-secret hibernation program. Forgotten, he awakens five centuries in the future, and he discovers a society so incredibly dumbed down that he's easily the most intelligent person alive. Yeah. All right. Well, you ready just to jump on in? Yep. Uh, Well, the opening scene is uh, we have an introduction, and we see that the future hasn't quite turned out like what all the movies and TV and radio shows had kind of predicted it would be like. Right. You know, where intelligence would be just exponentially greater, we'd Mm -hmm. be driving around in flying cars, (laughs) everybody would just be more enlightened. Right. We see instead a a line of people, and they're waiting to get in this amusement deal called Future Town. Right. And, uh, sorry about our dogs there. Um, (laughs) And we see a bunch of people sitting, standing outside, uh, waiting to get in line for a ride for something about Future Town. Yeah. And... We hear the announcer talking about how humanity has just been dumbing down instead right. of advancing. Yeah. And and now we, we kind of cut to a we cut to a case study mm-hmm. as an example of how humanity has just kind of been dumbing down. Where we see uh, a couple, a young married couple by the name of Trevor and Clara. I can't remember the names. We see a young married couple. Yeah. And, you know, their IQs are fairly high. His is 148. His is, hers is one. No, her his is 138. Hers is 141. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're talking about how it's just not the right time to have kids. They've got things to do, things to take care of. Right. And then it cuts to a separate couple. And there's this lady just you know, redneck lady walking in. She's like, oh, damn, I'm pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> and 
you know, the guy's name is Cleavon. He slams a beer on the desk. He's like, again? Right. I thought you were on birth control. And she's like, heck, no, I wasn't on birth control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the thing is, though, is we found find out that apparently he also banged his next door neighbor. And she was pregnant, too. Exactly. So. Yes. It's just, yeah, so it's just showing, like, okay, so now there's even more kids by this stupid couple. Exactly. It keeps bouncing back and forth between them. Yeah. It goes back to the Trevor, the other couple. Right. And, you know, now it's there's like, oh, no, it's just not the right economy to have yeah. children in. Can you imagine? Yep. You know, and then we go back to Cleavon, and his two women that he's involved in are mm-hmm. fighting, you know, he right. loves me, you know, he loves me. And then here comes a third chick out yeah. of nowhere. Who apparently now he's got children with her too. Right. And you see this little family tree growing on his right. side. And then we go kind of back to the, the back other to the couple. other couple and now they can't have kids. Right. Because it turns out he's not sterile, but he's like he's I guess has, yeah, he has like low sperm count. Yeah. And they're kind of arguing about that, you know, like she was saying, you know, well, it's, it's not my fault that, you know, you have a low sperm. Yeah, now. it's not my sperm. <laughs> right. And then I think we finally, we go back to Levon or whatever his name is, family. And this yeah. time it's his like high school son. Yes. Who, and he's just won like the big football championship. Yeah, and, you know, you see him with, you know, like three girls and he's like, you know, I'm going to get you guys pregnant. Yep. And sure enough, that's apparently what he did, you exactly. know, because there's more kids popping up on, you know, their family tree. <laughs> yeah, and you see the tree kind of pop up with, mm-hmm. like, three more kids or so. Yeah, something like that. And then it kind of cuts to Cleavon is in the hospital. Yeah. And the doctor's saying Cleavon no. Jr. Oh, yeah, and yeah. he's like, oh, he's lucky to be alive. He jumped a jet ski out of a lake and into a swimming pool as a stunt. Right. But he, <laughs> he impaled his junk on the iron gate. Yep. But thanks to the help of doctors and modern science, we've restored it back to full function. And he should still be able to, you know, have kids. Yeah. And then we go back again to the one couple, and we find out that, unfortunately, her husband died. <laughs> Had a um, heart attack while donating. Yeah, while masturbating for, a, uh, for um, you know, for uh, the to check on his sperm or whatever. Yeah. And she's like... But, you know, it's okay. You know, I had my eggs frozen and stuff. So, you know, when the right guy comes around, you know, and she kind of gives like a little thumbs up type thing. Yeah, okay. And so, yeah, it it, it was just kind of going to show it's like, you know, the smart people are kind of, you know, taking their time and waiting. But then you've got all these dumb people that are, exactly. you know. And that's what, that's one of the things the narrator was talking about. Yeah. At the beginning was uh, talking about el- evol- evolution. Saying that the not necessarily the uh, brightest and right. smartest were being rewarded for their efforts, that that the ones that were being uh, the ones that could reproduce the fastest were the ones that were surviving the most. Yeah. And so yeah, we see that the family tree for Cleavon is just popping. The yeah. whole screen is filling up. You know, thirty years on the line, forty years, fifty yep. years, sixty years, and from there. We cut from we cut from the case study to show Joe, and he's sitting behind this desk watching the, TV. Yeah, and, watching TV at the Army Library. Right. And in walks his superior. His superior's telling him, "Hey, look, you're being reassigned." reassigned. Yep. And Joe's like, "Well, why? This is like the perfect job for me. I just yeah. sit on my butt all day, watch <laughs> TV." He's like, "Help me out, man." Yeah. 
he's like, why why are they doing this to me? Because every time so and so says lead follower get out of the way i just get out of the way right and the guy's like well i think he's telling you that so that you would either be embarrassed to lead or at least follow right (laughs) and so joe is just he's just pleading he's like look man can you help me out he's like nope sorry this is coming from higher up and also you know we've got your replacement exactly well you know shouldn't i like train my replacement though and i like what they what his response (laughs) was that yeah it was basically i think he can figure out how to sit on his ass and watch tv (laughs) that's a pretty nice job i wouldn't mind that yeah i'm not gonna lie so now we cut to we cut to a presentation mm-hmm. being given by a high-ranking officer in some sort of, like, scientific research. Yeah, deal. his name is Collins. Yeah, they, they just call him Collins. Collins. yeah. And he's talking about how they've discovered they can freeze people and they're going to use it on their finest and, and strongest soldiers so that if there were ever to come a time when they would need them, they could just thaw them out and use them in some sort of capacity for like a battle or whatever. Right. But first they're going to, they need to test it, obviously. Exactly. So they're going to test it on Joe Bowers. <laughs> yes. Because he's, you know, yeah, completely average. And they he were is, talk- yes. Well, and they were talking about how, you know, he has, he's an only child, you know, his parents are dead, no family, no nothing. So kind of like, you know, if something goes wrong, nobody's going to be Exactly. Know, <laughs> and like, eh, he won't be missed. Yeah. But I love his chart. They're yeah. Like, he is literally the most average person yep. in America that we can find. And every single one of his charts are like blood pressure, heart rate, yeah. cholesterol. <laughs> you know, it's all like dead center of average. the chart. It's not low. It's not high. Yep. It's just kind of middle of the road. Right. But they were also talking about, meanwhile, uh, Collins is showing like all these like different, you know, he was showing slides throughout this presentation. And he mentions, he's like, um, you know, we couldn't, you know, for a female, we couldn't find really any, like, you know, anybody that was in the service. And he was like, so we had to go the private sector route. And he shows, he, you know, clicks on it, and he's like, this is Rita. And Rita is clearly a prostitute. Right, she's like leaning up against yeah. the car, a little mini skirt yeah. on, you know. And basically they, they, um, oh, they basically cut a deal with her pimp named Upgrade. Upgrade. And, and it's like, he spells it thusly. Yes. And, and he, it's like, up, U-P-G-R-A-Y. And then like two D's at the end. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's like the two D's is for double dose of pimping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah, everybody was kind of giving him a look like, okay, really? Like, yeah. And so, but basically, yeah, they cut a deal with uh, with her pimp or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and same kind of thing. You know, she doesn't really have family. Nobody will miss her kind of stuff. Um and so from there, he was talking about how, you know, oh, you know, I had to, I had to, you know, get in good, you know, with upgrade and stuff. And so he starts going through like all these different slides <laughs> of him with upgrade and his hose. Right. And, and they're you like know. hanging out and having fun and stuff. And it's kind of clear he's kind of, he's been turned on by this yeah. life, you yep. know. 
and all the other generals are like rolling their eyes. Yeah, so like, they're like, like, we don't have time for all the yeah you know, little details of your. And so just he's clicking. Yeah, and so he's clicking, clicking. I mean, just clicking like crazy. Oh, there's like these twenty slides. or like forty slides yeah. or something. It's like click, 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 click. Yep. And then finally, the last one. Yep. Where it shows like this coffin looking thing. It's yeah, it's basically just a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, yeah, he's explaining, you know, that, you know, they'll hook everybody, you know, they'll hook up the two people and, you know, um basically they'll be frozen or whatever for like a year. Right. And, exactly. And if it's successful then, you know, they can do it indefinitely, basically. Right. Everybody's on board, they're mm-hmm. like, Heck yeah, let's do this thing. Yeah. And so the next scene is uh, Joe and Rita are together and they're sitting in like I guess it's a doctor's office, yeah, prep room it looks, or something. Yeah, it looks like a doctor's office, like on base. Yeah, is what it looks like. And she's just kind of sitting back in the deal, and you can tell she's not really quite all excited to be there. Yeah. And uh, Joe's all curious, and he's like asking her questions and trying to figure out, you know, who she is and where she's from. Oh yeah, he's like, just a little like too. He's very inquisitive. Yeah. Well, and he's asking her, you know, so like, you know, so what do you do for a living? Or no, at first he asked like what, um, uh, like what company or something she's with. And she yeah. was all like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not actually in the service. Right. And you know, he's like, oh, he's like, so private sector. And she's like, yeah. And you know, <laughs> he asked about, um, like, so what do you do for a living then? And she's like, oh, you know, a little of this, little of that. <laughs> little of this, little of that. And he's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. I had a neighbor who just did that. I admire people who just do a little of this and a little yeah, of that. Yeah, and she's kind of rolling her eyes. And... Yeah, the dude's clueless. Mm-hmm. And then he actually, he asks, like, you know, oh, do you do art? And she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I uh, paint paintings and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wow, that's really great. Like, what do you, you know, what do you paint uh, paintings of? And she's like, oh, you know, um, humans and uh, uh, fruit fruit and shit (laughs) is what she says. And then finally, one of the doctors comes out and says, you know, who wants to go first? And she immediately jumps up and she's like, I do. Because, yeah, she was getting tired of listening to all of his questions. Yeah, she she wants out of that room. Yeah. And so, yeah, we see them. And now they're both, you know, sitting in these coffin things. And, you know, they're, they've got all kinds of IVs and right. stuff. And at this point, she kind of freaks out. She was like, you know, Upgrade didn't say anything about, you know, Exactly. This. Like, I can't blame her. It's like, yeah. you, you're in this weird room with a bunch of weird scientists. You're right. laying in this coffin looking thing. Mm-hmm. And now they've just hooked a bunch of IVs up to you. Like, right. I'd be out of there, man. Right. Like, forget this nonsense. But Joe Joe kind of talks her out of it. He's like, oh, don't worry. You know, like, these, these are like the army scientists. They're like, they're the finest of you know that we have they, right. they know exactly what they're doing it's gonna be fine yeah in a year you know you'll be you know it'll be back to normal and you'll be able to paint and do whatever you want right and exactly. so you know at that point you know she kind of you know it's like all right you know so you know yeah. they both lay back and um you know they start closing the coffin looking things <laughs> <laughs> yeah the science that the head scientist guy he walks in and he's like are you guys ready yeah and um uh, you know, they, they lay back and they start closing them up and stuff and getting everything ready. And right about now is whenever we kind of start getting a little, kind of another narration sort of break there. Yeah. Where it shows them getting put in there 
And we find out now that actually this program gets shut down, like, not even a year into it. Like, barely a couple months or so, probably. Right. Like, they show Collins... And he's sitting in his office, and he's got, like, a fake, like, gold <laughs> tooth, and he's, like, looking at it, admiring it. Yeah. And, you know, these uh, these army guys come rushing in and stuff and arrest him, and a, a newspaper article pops up saying that, you know, that this guy was involved in a prostitution <laughs> yeah. ring. Busted on on-base prostitution yeah. ring or something. And yeah, and then they also showed another <laughs> article about upgrade and, you know, getting a double dose. A double of, dose of justice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so the narration, yeah, was explaining that, you know, basically... Um, you know, everybody know. You know, everybody forgot about uh, right this thing, and it just shows like the base being bulldozed. Right, like they bulldozed. I guess the entire army base just because of this. I don't know, but I yeah, mean, they they're bulldozing this building, and they you see like the coffin coffin deals. Well, no, like the coffins were still sitting there. They just bulldozed well, yeah, and on like top of piling it, piling garbage and stuff on top of it, and they actually turned the army base into a fudruckers. Yeah, that you know, here lies future fudruckers <laughs> sign went in and stuff. Yes. So. And and this is when we kind of start seeing the decline of mm-hmm. humanity even further over the next 500 years. Right. You know, the, they're explaining about how um, science, instead of, instead of moving more forward to help humanity, all they focus on is hair treatment and Boners. ED pills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see these scientists, they've got this, you know, micrometer and they're measuring this mm-hmm. monkey's you know stuff and whatever <laughs> and uh and you see this little kind of pie chart it just keeps not a pie chart it's a little line graph it just keeps going down yeah. down as the years go by mm-hmm. and uh the 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 narrator says you know and this is where we this is what brings us to what kicks off the whole what kicks all of our, our events here well are we going to talk about all the different Fuddruckers? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> we see Fuddruckers the, the... evolving over time. Yes. <laughs> it uh, starts off as Fuddruckers. And then... Um... We've got like all these different uh, variations of Fuddruckers. Yeah. But the final one is Buttfuckers. That's the <laughs> name now of the restaurant. And that one makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and so that actually that marks yeah. the... Um, Twenty-five, the year twenty-five oh five. Yep, that so marks the beginning years. of the great avalanche. Yeah, the trash. great trash avalanche yes. of twenty-five oh five. Yep, we see this this dump truck. It's kind of backing up this huge, just massive mountain well, of garbage. Yeah, apparently twenty-five oh five, like all there is is just garbage everywhere. Yeah, basically High mountains of garbage. Exactly, everybody has so devolved into the just mm-hmm. stupid state. That they nobody knows how to dispose and, and treat garbage anymore. Right. They don't know how to do anything properly anymore. And so, yeah, this dump truck is backing up with this massive mountain of garbage. Yep. And dumps garbage out on top of the hill. Mountain, really. Yep. And what kicks off the avalanche is this little bitty Coke can. Yep. Comes to, actually, it's a Brondo can. Comes yeah. tumbling <laughs> out. And it clinks under the, under the garbage heap. And just triggers this huge avalanche. Yes. And this is where we found out that the coffins that Rita and Joe are in uh-huh. just go sliding down with it. Right. And we don't see where Rita's ends up at Not yet. at first, yeah. But we find out Joe's like just 
goes, crashes into this dude's apartment. Yeah. And, okay, so the dude who's played by uh, Dax Shepard yep. is sitting there and he's watching, because, again, everything is dumbed down. So he's literally <laughs> watching a show called Ow My Balls. <laughs> yeah. And it's just this dude. Like, yeah. every single scene is him. Getting hit in the balls. <laughs> falling down. Exactly. And so he's got, he's sitting in this big comfy looking chair yeah. and he's got this straw thing and he's like <laughs> sucking on it. It's probably like a drink or whatever. Yeah. He's got chips with him. And Joe like gets out of his coffin thing. He's all like confused yeah. and stuff. He doesn't know what's going on. And he's on. like, you know, where am I? Am I still on the base? And the guy, guy t- yells at him like, shut up. Shut up. Go away. Yeah. And like. It doesn't. It doesn't click with this dude that there <laughs> is a, a random dude inside his <laughs> yeah. apartment. And that trash. would alarm me, right? Massively, I would be just, I would be beside myself, <laughs> right? And uh, so finally, you know, Joe stumbles out and he's like, you know, oh, you know, asking questions. He was like, "Am I still on the base?" And the guy's like, "I'm gonna base your." face off of my fist yeah and he gets up and he grabs joe and he like grabs him by his shirt collar and his pants and he tosses him out well but i love it whenever because at first you're thinking he's just sitting on a chair yeah he goes to stand up to get rid of joe and it turns out it's actually a toilet and you hear it flush when he gets up (laughs) yeah like does it just auto flush i get or does he like push a lever is it like a lazy blower you pull the lever on the side it probably just auto flushes Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, so he throws Joe out the window down this, you know, pile of garbage. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where Joe sees like, holy, you know, oh my God, like, yeah, what is going on? Yeah. He's looking around and he looks across the street at what should have been the Fuddruckers in right. the past. And now Buttfuckers. <laughs> and he's, he looks at the sign. He's like really confused and he yeah. looks through the window and there's a kids party going on inside yeah. there. And he's like, oh, okay, you yeah. know. And so he's kind of walking around and he approaches these dudes. And they're all around this big trash can fire. And Well, and the narrator says that at this point, the only language that people really speak are Valley Girl, uh, what else, street, street slang. Street slang, Valley Girl, um, and I forget... And then, like, just various crumbs of other yeah. bits or whatever. Basically, the human language it's has dead. just devolved yep. into just just something almost unintelligible, really. right? And uh, he's approaching them, and he's trying to talk to them. And the narrator is like, while he was able to understand them, yeah. to them, he sounded pompous. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, sure enough, you see he's trying to talk to them. He's trying to get directions. And they're, like, laughing and they, at like, him. Yeah, they're laughing. Yeah. And one dude, like, walks up with his chest all puffed out, trying mm-hmm. to chase him off. And another dude's got a club or something in his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Joe runs away. And this is where he kind of stumbles into what he believes to be a hospital. Yeah. But, like, it's this huge building. And the sign, like, they didn't... They didn't make the sign to fit the building. No. It's like St. God's <laughs> Memorial Hospital. But you see it's memorial like... and hospital start to kind of curve yeah. and run down vertically <laughs> along the building. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, I love it. He goes, you know, yeah, so he goes into the hospital. Yeah. And, yeah, um, 
Oh, it's it's ridiculous. It is. So he goes to, I guess, what would be like the reception, like check-in type area. Yeah. And he's trying to explain like what's wrong with him. Right. And he, he keeps saying over and over, you know, I was a part of like this army experiment. So it's like, I don't know if it's the drugs or like what's wrong with me. And the woman's standing there and she's got like a stupid look on her face. Yeah. And all it is is a bunch of buttons. Yeah, and... with like little pictures. <laughs> it's almost like what... And I hear they do this in fast food restaurants. Like, you know, if you go into a fast food restaurant, I hear, like, the cashier behind the counter. Like, it's a touchscreen pad. Yeah. And, like, you know, say you want to order a number one combo. It would basically be, like, a picture of the number one combo with number one on it or something. Real quick, though, just some of these pictures. Yeah. Like, they got one with, like, a, a, you know, somebody with, like, a gunshot or, like, a gun <laughs> to the head. Another yeah. with, like, a, a stab in the head. Yeah. My personal favorite was the pregnant one where you just see a baby, like, popping out. Oh, yeah, that's the- right. I didn't pay attention to that one. Yeah. That one was So, funny. yeah, they just have all these different ones. And so, finally, because he was talking about how, oh, you know, my joints are kind of achy and... So she's about to push that, and and then he says something like, you know, I don't really know what's wrong. And so she pushes. She... <laughs> I forgot what the name of the button was. I think pushed. it just had a big question mark on yeah. it, basically. And then, you know, it, it's like this automated voice. It's like, you know, thank you. Yeah, yeah, because she pushes it, and she kind of, the, there's an automated voice that tells him to go to something room, whatever. And he says, you know, thanks, I guess. And, yeah. and this voice real loudly goes, like he said, thank you. Thank you, which was but obviously not her voice. I kind of want to go back a little bit to okay. um, when he's walking through this reception room trying to get to this uh, this front counter. This this reception room looks like I mean, everybody's walking around. There's one dude who's like got his head shirt over his oh, head. yeah. And it looks like he's trapped, like he can't get the shirt down. <laughs> And there's a dude playing his slots. Oh, yeah. And he's, there's like, got, machines. like, some sort of eye wound or something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he walks over to this uh, water fountain, and he's going to get a drink of water, but it's, like, green fluid that comes out. Yeah. And, and he takes a drink. He's like, is that Gatorade? Right. <laughs> and then he talks to this one guy, and he's like, hey, he's like, you know, kind of like, where can I get some water? And he's like... You mean the stuff that's in the toilet? <laughs> yeah, why well, would you want to drink that? Yeah, why would you want to drink toilet water for? <laughs> he kind of like laughs and like walks yeah, off. Yeah, he just kind of walks away. Yeah. I just, I like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, this whole movie I like. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, and now kind of back where he's he's walking through the hallway and he's making his way to the uh, diagnostic room. And I just, I love the diagnostic room because yes. they show one guy and it's like, you have hepatitis B. Yeah, and it like lights up in bright colors or whatever. And yeah. And then the machine goes, oh, does somebody feel bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so finally he steps up and there's a guy that's standing there and he's got, it's almost like three like probe type things. Yeah. And he's like, you know, this one goes in your mouth, this one goes in your ear, and this, and this one, one goes, goes in your, in your butt. butt. And so he's putting one in his ear, he puts one in his mouth, and he almost puts the other one in his pants, and the guy's like, oh, wait, wait, uh, and he takes, the good, the the technician takes all the probes away from him, mm-hmm. and he like swaps them all around. And you can see, he's trying to watch, okay, where's the <laughs> Which one butt? went in my, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I think uh, he... this one goes in your mouth, I think. Well, I think he actually did put it in his butt, though. Well, 
Yeah, he probably did. Because, like, the machine, like, immediately kind of made this loud buzzing noise. Yeah, kind of like an error type. Yeah, I was like, oh, which is what kicked off the Mm -hmm. whole, you know, I don't know which one goes where thing. Right. And so now you see a quick cut from that scene to, like, Joe just, like, washing his mouth out in the water fountain. Yeah. And he's, like, spitting and just (laughs) bleh. Yeah. And, uh... Then we cut from that to Joe waiting in the uh, doctor's office for right. his diagnostic results. Mm-hmm. And uh, this little announcement comes over the intercom and says, uh, Dr. Lexus will be with you shortly. Right. And he's, you know, Joe's looking at this magazine and, and this, this is magazine where he realizes... is like naked chicks and stuff or something like that. Yeah. And uh, the year is, like you said. Yeah, like... it's, the magazine is, says March 3rd, uh, twenty. Um... Yeah. I'm sorry, 2505. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at it like, that's, you know, that can't be right. That's, yeah, that's got to be like a misprint or right, something. Right, that's kind of be that's kind of weird. Yeah. And right about then is when Dr. Alexis comes in. Right. And he looks, I mean, he, he's, his attitude, his demeanor, the way he mm-hmm. talks, everything, he's like a big pothead, basically. I just, I love it because he basically, basically was like, man, he's like, your shit is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be an asinol. But, you know, and he goes down this whole list of, you know, what's wrong with him. Right. And he's like, hey, but don't worry about it, man. It's cool, you know. You know, lots of people just go on and live, you know, perfectly healthy lives. Right. He's uh, like, my ex, you know, my ex-wife went on to be a pilot. Yeah, she wanted to be a pilot and stuff. And uh, he's like, hey, so, uh, you know, if you want to, you just, you know, pay me now. Yeah. And so he prints out the receipt, and he's like, put your put your scan code there. Put your, yeah, he's like, you know, put your tattoo there. Yeah, put your tat there. And uh, Joe looks at the receipt, and and he's Notices like, huh, the that's date weird. Again. That's the same misprint as on the magazine. Right. And Joe gets up, and the doctor's kind of starting to starting to ask him questions. He's like, hey, uh, uh, what's wrong? And Joe goes over to the window, and this is when he opens up the window to right. the doctor's office and sees... All the trash. Oh, my gosh. It's horrible. He sees buildings about to like fall on each other mm-hmm. like dominoes other buildings are held up by ropes because they're about to like <laughs> fall to the ground my favorite was there was a there was a road that wasn't done it wasn't and, even complete it and wasn't cars complete, are still, still driving yeah. off of it yeah <laughs> but this is whenever the doctor is keeps asking like where's your tattoo yeah, where's your tattoo man yeah. you're not an unscannable are you yeah you know and then that's whenever you know he starts screaming, unscannable. Yeah. Like, apparently this is a very bad thing to be unscannable. Because yeah, the doctor is freaking out. Yeah, he pushes. He's like, ah, like screaming, unscannable, unscannable. And he hits like this panic yeah. button. And the whole room goes off in alarms mm-hmm. and lights and stuff. Well, and they were both screaming back and forth. Joe, because of everything that <laughs> he's now yeah, seen. Yeah, he's like, you know, everybody I've known and loved is dead. dead. They're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and uh, so, yeah, he, like you said, he presses this button because, you know, Joe's unscannable. And yeah. so he takes off from the hospital. Oh, yeah. He, he makes it. He just beats it out of there. Yeah. And uh, so we see Joe. He's he's running out of the hospital and he runs away. And I guess some time has passed. Now it's yeah. it's kind of nighttime. And he's trying to find some food, and he happens upon a Carl's Jr. vending machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, you know, and we see this lady up at the vending machine, and it's asking her, you know, would you like some extra big-ass fries? Big-ass fries, yeah. And, uh, you know, she's like, you know, I didn't get any fries. You know, she's having issues with the yeah. machine. <laughs> it's not giving her what she paid for. 
and and she's like fighting with it and she like starts like pounding on the thing yeah and the machine pops up this display that carl's jr founds upon vandalism right finally like the machine is like i forget what it said i didn't pay attention well, it but went it, to charge. She, she went to put her card in to pay for it. Yeah, it and, says she had a zero balance. Yeah, and, and she's, she's like, "My like, kids are starving." Yeah, and she's like pounding on it and stuff, and like it, the machine like blew this like mist mist in her face, and she just. <laughs> She just starts walking around like yeah. a zombie. But I love what it's saying, though. Like, the the machine that's, is talking about how... That's one of my favorite parts yeah, of this movie. Yeah, where it's talking about how, you know, you're an unfit mother. And, yes. You know. Carl's Jr. We hear Carl's Jr. found upon uh, child hunger. And so now your children are now the property of Carl's Jr. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the authorities have been notified. Yeah. And so Joe walks up to the machine after she, like... God only knows what yeah. she got sprayed with. She I just know. walks away. And I love the machine. You know, do you want our big ass taco? Yeah, now with extra molecules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he, he's trying to place this order with the machine. And right about now These is when cops. the cops arrive. Yep. And uh, I love the way they talk. They 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 walk up, and this one guy goes, "Okay, this here is a particular individual." Who is the unfit mother? And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, are you the unfit mother? Are and... you the unfit mother? And Joe's like, no, no, you know, I'm just trying to get some food or whatever. And he's like, all right, I'm going to have to ask you to stop right there. And these guys like come out of nowhere and tackle him or whatever, yeah. you know, and they put him in the back of the police car. And Joe's, you know, trying to talk to him and make his case. And they keep spraying him they, in the face. Yeah, he like turns around and he sprays him with pepper spray. Yeah. And, uh, and so... Now we cut to this courtroom where they're, you know, they 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 fall Joe away in the police car, and he's being wheeled into this courtroom, and they've got him in like this it's big like a, cage. Yeah, thing. it's a big cage, and people and, are throwing drinks and stuff. Oh at yeah, him. drinks and all sorts of stuff at him. This courtroom is a mess. Yeah, like it, it's full of Jerry Springer mm-hmm. audience members, basically. <laughs> right, and uh. They, well, they actually might be behaving worse than that. Maybe. (laughs) And so, and you hear the narrator talking about how even the legal system has just devolved into chaos. Oh, yeah. And so Joe is taken out of uh, the cage, and you see the judge walk up, and he's got this huge gavel in his hand, and he's, like, pounding on on the podium. And he's like, all right, we're going to hear commensurate this, he's, these here hearings. And uh, seeing as how you don't have any money, we've gotten you a court-appointed lawyer here. Right. And turns out Joe's defense attorney is the dude from the apartment that he just he destroyed the yeah. dude's apartment. And his name is Frito. Yeah, Frito. Everybody's names are... An, Practically everybody's names are like foodstuffs. Yeah. And uh did you say foodstuffs? I did say foodstuffs. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and Frito sits down and uh Joe's like, Oh man, you know, you gotta you gotta help me out, man. I'm innocent. Right. And Frito looks at him, he's like, But that's not what the that's not what the other guy said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Joe, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I love the other, I love the uh, prosecuting attorney guy. Yeah, the judge is like, you know, it, the judge tells the prosecutor to make his case. The prosecutor right. gets up. The judge is like, you know, why, why, do, why do you think this man is guilty? The prosecutor stands up and says, 
look at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he makes the most ridiculous case as to why Joe is guilty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, he talks funny. He looks funny. Um, he uh, walked out of a hospital. It's basically the only crime he committed yeah. was refusal to pay. Right. He walked out of a hospital and didn't pay. Yeah. And uh, now Joe's, you know, after that whole fiasco, Joe's, Joe asks, uh, he tells Frito, he's like, look, man, you got to help me out here. Right. And uh, Frito gets up and he's like, I object. And uh, and the judge says, you, you object to what? And Frito, you know, Joe looks at him, gives him a thumbs up. He's yeah. like, just get me on the stand, you know. And uh, Frito looks back and he kind of looks around. He looks confused. He's like, I object that this guy broke my apartment. Yeah. And he interrupted me while I was trying to watch Ow My Balls. Yeah. <laughs> and the courtroom just explodes yeah. in like just, you know, laughter and rioting and and Frito's making this case, you know, any you know, I object that he talks funny and that he didn't pay the hospital and stole all that money. Right. And Joe's like, would you stop saying that I stole money? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, if anything, he just didn't pay. He didn't steal anything. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's literally the only thing he's guilty right. of. And he's not, he's not really guilty of it in the sense that he maliciously did it. Right. He just did not know that that's how you paid, that yeah. you... Paid with a scan bar and right. all this other stuff. And so Joe gets up and he's trying to kind of make his case while things are sort of yeah. kind of, you know, spiraling down in the mm-hmm. toilet, so to speak. And he gets up and it's kind of a passionate, you know, defense. Yeah. But sure enough, it falls on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. The judge, you know, he's he's had enough and he's... He's like, you know, the the court finds you guilty. Yep. Sentences him to uh, prison time. And so, in the meantime, um, we find Rita. Yeah. She's woken up. She's out of her coffin. (laughs) (laughs) And she's at this payphone. And, um, oh, I just love it when my voice cracks like that. Nice. Sounds wonderful. She's at this payphone. And uh, she's trying to call um, Upgrade. Upgrade. And the thing is like, you know, who are you trying to reach? And, and she's uh, like, upgrade. Yeah. And, and, it, uh, and it, yeah, it says, like, there's there's over 5,000 something or other for upgrade. And yeah, it, and it, like, plays her, her voice back. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And uh, tells her, you know, if, uh, uh, for additional time, you need $500 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, you see the whole time... She's kind of been at this phone. There's this, you know, young kid. He's got mm-hmm. some cash in his hands and he like ring in his hands. And then finally he like, you know, finally he calls to Rita. He's like, hey, baby. And she's frustrated. She yeah. like, you know, puts the phone on her shoulder. It's like, what? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, man, you know, something about like a good time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rita's like, you know, could you just wait for just a moment? And it uh, turns out, you know, like the narrator says, yeah. just right about this time. Prostitution's a lot easier now. A lot now. easier now that the world is populated it, by morons. Exactly. So and so sure enough, he's like, oh man, baby, I can wait all night long for right. you. And she kind of like, she kind of like looks around and she gets this idea. It's like, really? She's like, you can wait all night, huh? Yeah. 
She's like, okay, well, uh, I charge by the I hour. charge by the hour, and yep. can you wait in a whole day? And he's like, you won't believe how well I can wait. <laughs> and so he like pays her some money, and he walks away. And she's like, you're still on the clock, right? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, baby, you know I am. And uh, <laughs> and 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 now we cut back to Joe, and he's he's going through processing yeah. for the prison, and I. I keep saying this about almost every scene we talk about. Mm-hmm. I love this scene. I love this scene. <laughs> I guess I should just say I love this movie. Yeah. And he's got Joe in one of those, like, one of those, uh, like, uh, it's a pole with this, yeah. like, rope thing. You see dog catchers and stuff right. like that. You use it a lot. Yep. And he's got Joe inside one of them things, and he's leading him around, and Joe's like, you know, what's going on? And the guy says, all right, okay, sir. So... I am take. We are proceeding to commence to get your tattoo and get you ready for being a particular person in prison. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so he leads him to this tattoo tattoo machine. Right. So he tells him to sit down, you know, and put your arm through this hole. So he does, and the screen pops up, and it's. Um, supposed to be like some sort of database type thing. Right. And so it asks for his name. Yep. And. I don't have like any notes on how it, but basically it ends up popping up that his name is not sure. Right. He's like, you know, the machine asks him, can you input your name? And Joe says, uh, he says uh, something like, you know, oh, my name is Joe, but I'm not really sure how. And all it does is copy not. Yeah. First name, not. Not. Repeat, you know, say your second name, last name or whatever. Yeah. And this whole just comedic thing happens, like you said. Yeah. I can't remember how all it happens. Yeah. But basically, it, you know, it says not sure. Exactly. And Joe is, you know, has his arm in there and he's talking to the guy like, you know, is there, you know, can we start this over? And, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden the tattoo machine or whatever dude the whole thing starts shaking (laughs) i know like okay so when he sits joe down he sits him in one of those um uh is like a like a seat you would see in like a race car or whatever um they're kind of popular among people um who kind of like sport their cars out kind Mm -hmm. of trick them out a little bit the the recaro seats is what they're known as oh okay and they they kind of come up I'm kind of describing this. I'm probably probably neither here nor there. Yeah. But it is the most uncomfortable car seat I have ever sat in. <laughs> nice. I, I have sat in one of these seats before. Um, and it's it's horrible. You sit in the thing and it like comes up on the sides and it basically like hugs your um, your abdomen, your torso, oh, and rib okay. cage area. And it, the idea is to kind of like hold you in place in yeah. the seat. But it's it hurts your ribs. I don't like them. Yeah. But anywho, like he he sits in this contraption, and like he sticks his arm in that deal, and like you said, like when it turns on, mm-hmm. like the whole seat's like shaking. <laughs> and now I remember why I brought that up. I can yeah. only imagine how much Luke Wilson right. was probably hurting during this scene. Yeah. Like the whole seat's like shaking, and the machine's shaking, and you see this big reservoir with like ink in it Mm -hmm. and it's shaking and he's like you know wait can we like stop this and now he's like ow ow and yeah like it's like tattooing him and stuff while he's making the owl face (laughs) yeah and it shows his face on the screen and it finally stops and he looks at the screen and he sees his face he's like great yeah well he sees his tattoo and he's like oh 
Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he sees, like, now it says, sure, comma, not. Sure, comma, not. Yeah. I love that. And uh, from there, he's now being led to the aptitude test. Yes. And, uh, of course, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, this is here, the aptitude test, where you as a particular individual will be proceeded to be ready to be a particular individual in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was word for word, but I think right. it's close enough. <laughs> So now Joe's at the aptitude test station. He's sitting there, and it's a big, long line of people at this big desk. Yeah. But it's separated by partitions, you know. Yeah. Anybody that's taken tests probably experienced this. So he's sitting there, and he's got earphones on, and it's an audio playback of a question. If you have one bucket that holds five gallons and another bucket that has, you know, something else, I forget... How many buckets do you have? Yeah. And Joe's like, really? Yeah, it's like two. two? (laughs) And it dings, correct. And Joe starts looking around and he sees the other guys are doing one of those, you know, (laughs) one of those shape sort of tests. I don't know if you guys heard that. That was our dog. Nice. (laughs) And you see this one guy trying to jam a square peg into a round hole. And then Joe looks to the other side, and you see this dude doing the same thing with a square peg, only he's trying to put it in the triangle hole. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe's kind of looking around, and one dude trying to do the triangle hole looks over, mm-hmm. and he's like covering his yeah, covering his, his boards, like, don't copy. Yep. Like, don't worry, dude. You're getting it wrong anyway. And from there, we see uh, Joe being escorted into prison. We see him in this big, long line in the intake, getting ready to go in. And while he's walking through, he looks over at this window and it's, you know, looking out over the yard and you see this big, huge dude and he's sitting on this other dude's face. You see these legs like kicking (laughs) around and stuff. Yeah, and he does the whole, you know, you're next. Yeah, he points to Joe and Joe's like, me? And there's another guy like looking. Yep. And, you know, you can tell the big dude is telling this one guy, hey, you know, get me him next. And Joe's like, oh, God. You know, he he yeah. starts formulating this plan. And uh, by the time he gets to the front of the line, he tries it. So he tells the guard, he's like, um, uh, look, sir, I was already in jail. I think I'm supposed to be out there. <laughs> and the look on the guard's face, you know, first, you know, it's kind of like, like he doesn't believe him. Then he slaps Joe in the back of the head like, Pfft. You're in the wrong line, stupid. No, he called you know, him a dumbass. Yeah, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did, and he's like, "You, you want that line over there, dumbass?" He's like, "Hey, open up the door for this dumbass." And uh, so they they open up the door, and I watched them punch the keypad for the code to open the door. Yeah, I think it was like just four number fours. Probably, I think it was like four four <laughs> four four. <laughs> so Joe's now on the op- other side of this door. And he's got one more hurdle to make it through. Yep. And there's, you know, he gets his shackles off, and he's got one more guard to convince. And he tells the guard, he's like, yeah, you know, I was already in prison. I think I'm supposed to be out there. It's like, okay, so what's your name? And he scans his tattoo. And it comes up, you know, that he's not supposed to be released. Well, he's like, no, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go back inside prison. No, I think it actually said that there was no record of him being in prison. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It did. I'm sorry. No, you're good. And, and so Joe was like, you know, no, I was definitely in prison yeah. already. Like, that guy already sat on my face and everything back there. 
And uh, he's like, why don't you check those files behind you? And there's like this shelf behind this guard with a bunch of boxes of files. Yeah. So the guy kind of turns around and he goes to check the files. And this is when Joe just kind of like nonchalantly sort of backs up real slow and then just bolts down the hallway and and just explodes out the front d- doors. And now the yeah. sirens are going off, you know, escape, escape, escape. <laughs> and there's, part. like, guard guns at the front of this jail. They're, yeah, they're on top of this jail, and you see them, and they're going off, but the problem is is that the guns go towards each other. Yeah, they, so... like, point at each other. They're, like, sweeping around, yeah. I guess, like, like sweep a perimeter, which I is guess. stupid and dangerous. Yeah. But and, that... and then they aim at each other, and yeah. they, like, blow each other to smithereens. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And so now, now we cut to um, uh, Joe. He's uh, escaped. He's made it out safe. Yeah. And he finds a familiar restaurant. <laughs> and yep. looks, sees his coffin, and he's like, ah, you know, that's the apartment. And so he goes back to this apartment where this guy, his mm-hmm. attorney, lives. Yep. yep. And uh, we see the attorney in the apartment. He's sitting on his commode. Lazy boy. He's watching the masturbation channel. I, I, <laughs> okay, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So the graphic for this network is this guy and he's flexing and one arm is like way, way stronger than the other arm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, Joe, he's like pounding on the door and the guy's like, go away, baiting. Baiting, Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, well, and I love it because at first, you know, you think that like they might show some porn, something like that. Oh, you that's see, right. I forgot to go over that. Yeah. You see this woman's like leg or whatever. And it's her leg is like cutting like yeah. a piece of meat. She's or holding. And yeah, it's like Salisbury steak. Yeah. Or like, like like a <laughs> gross looking TV dinner. Yeah, exactly. She's holding the utensils with her toes. Her toes. Yeah. That's what's on the channel. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> yep. Um. And if we've learned anything from King of the Hill, there are people that actually enjoy that stuff. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Peggy got tw- Peggy got kind of mixed up in that for a bit. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot she did. about that. She was a, with her she big was a, feet. She was. Yeah. That's why they wanted her. She had such humongous feet. <laughs> it was a funny episode. But it makes you wonder now. Like, does Mike Judge have like a foot fetish? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It's possible. They say uh, art does imitate life. That's true. Or is it vice versa? Uh, does life imitate art? Life imitates art, oh. I think. I guess in this case, art would imitate life. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, back to the movie. Mm-hmm. This isn't a King of the Hill podcast, That's although true. that would be awesome. That would be. Um, <laughs> so back to the movie now. Um yeah, so he's watching this chick cut up the, you know, the, the Salisbury steak, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, cut me off a slice. Yep. And, uh, you know, finally, you know, Joe's, like, pounding on the door. He's like, go away, Baton. Yeah. And uh, I forget how, but Joe, I think he opened up the door I think for he, Joe. he does, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did. So Joe makes it in, and uh, he's, you know, like, how, you know, basically, like, how could you lose that case for me? You right. Know? He's like, how could you get me sent to prison for doing, you know, not having any money, basically? Mm-hmm. 
He's like, don't you know I could get you disbarred and then you'd go to prison for not having money? Of course, he doesn't know what the hell that even means. Yeah, he's like, oh, but the only thing that got him was, like, not having money. Right. Like, he like, really he, likes money, he and says. And he says that over and over again. He does. I really like money. Yeah, I really like money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's just, he's talking to, I can't remember their entire conversation. Yeah. But basically, he's pleading his case with this guy to help him. You know, telling him he's he's from the past, he's stuck in the future, and he needs a time machine. Like, yeah. surely some smart person along the way yeah. has created a time machine, and it can get me back to the past. And he promises this dude, if you help me get back to the past, I will open, open up a savings, savings account, account in yeah. your name. So by the time the interest accrues over 500 years, you'll have billions of dollars. Yeah. And then that's whenever he keeps saying, I like money. I like money. How many billions will I have if I buy a time machine or, you know, something like that. So, so like, Joe makes up this fake Mm -hmm. amount because it's clear this guy's a moron and doesn't know math. He's like, well, you know, 10 minus 20 and you have about $80 billion. Yeah. And he's like, right on, you know, that's great. Let's do this. Right. And right about now is when you get a knock on the door again, and, and now it's the police yep. looking for a particular individual named Not Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way the police talk. The police talk like it's like it's one long, really dumbed down show of cops. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know how you would always have the wrap up by the police, and they're, you know, they're talking in that, yeah. in that you know, legal sort of speak you know oh i stopped this particular individual while Mm -hmm. they were in in the process of blah 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 blah. but all these police are like they're talking like that constantly yeah but it's like super super dumbed down (laughs) (laughs) and uh so back to the movie again so yeah they're looking for not sure yep and joe's like you know tell him i'm not here tell him something so yeah the frito says uh he's He's not here. He's somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, he's like, like, go away. And they're like, no, we don't have to go away. We can come inside now. (laughs) And uh, right about then, you know, Joe's changed shirts. And Joe's like, look, come on, we got to go. Right. So they both hop out of the apartment just in time. Out of the hole that the Out of the the hole that Joe created made. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So they just go out of there. Yes. I love that. And uh, so... So they hop out, and they're in the car, and he's... I think, though, like, didn't they see, like, the pod where Rita had been, though? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm skipping around. They... He said they needed to go find Rita. Okay. I think either Joe said he saw where her pod was, or they needed to go find her or something. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you know, I'll pay you another billion if we find her. And he's like, all right, is she banging? Yeah. And he's like, Joey, <laughs> Joe's like, yeah, yeah, she's banging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we cut to Rita. And she's on the street again with this one with guy. With this dude. And again, like, he's paying her to wait. Mm-hmm. I love it. And he's he's like, man, I've been waiting for you for like three days. Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, you know, it'll be it'll be worth it. You know, all this waiting. Right. He's like, oh, man, I can wait so good. By the time I'm done waiting, you're going to be paying me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> she's like, whatever you say. And uh, he walks away. And right about this time joe and frito roll up in this 
this futuristic looking car, but it's not cool like no. how cars how you would think were. Would be. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fly. It looks like a really kind of really dumb, oversized looking golf cart, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And the doors don't even shut right. Right. Like, Joe hops out, and he's like, hey, Frida, you know, Rita, come with us. Yeah. And convinces her to hop in. Yep. And he shuts her door, and he goes to shut his door. I don't know if you noticed. It, like, bounced back open. Yeah. And he goes to slam it again. Yep. I don't know if that was, like, a mistake in the movie or if that was, like, just... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It worked. Right. <laughs> it worked for me. So, yeah, they roll up, and they convince her. To hop in the in the car, you know, she's surprised, like, Joe, you know, you're you're alive or whatever. Yeah. And they convince her, you know, come in, come with us. And right about that time, the police come around the corner, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, man. She's like... I already got two strikes against me. Yeah, like, you know. why did I... Why am I with you guys? Right. And uh, Joe has an idea to get rid of the cops. He's like, you know, sees this dust storm sort of mm-hmm. brewing in this alleyway. Yeah. And he's like, tells Frito, just pull into that dust storm. Sure enough, the cops are just, they blow right <laughs> yeah, by. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> like, they should have been able to see him right. make a right turn. Yep. But they didn't. So, yeah. So, so yeah, they kind of wait for some time to go by. They figure the cops have forgot about us. And they're driving around. And now they're trying to catch Rita up on the events. Yeah. Of, you know, they've been frozen for 500 years. This is what's going on in the world now. Everybody is morons. Right. Sort of thing. Well, that's just it. She also had no idea what year it was. Exactly. Yeah. And they're like, look, this guy knows where a time machine is and he's going to take us to it. Right. And, uh, you know, the, what's his face? Uh, Frito. Yeah. Frito says, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know if it was this part or before, but Frito's like, yeah, some smart guy built it a long time ago. <laughs> it keeps breaking and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, and so while they're kind of driving around and Rita's kind of grilling him or whatever, there's Joe like raises up his arms, kind of talking with his hands. Yep, and, it, and like this random barcode scanner like yeah, catches it. It catches it, and so like yeah, you see all the you know it starts beeping and you know not sure and yeah you know, not sure you are harboring a a, a fugitive a, yeah yeah. And so, you know, he was driving and all of a sudden his car stopped and he was like, you know, oh, you know, it disabled my battery. And so Mm -hmm. they get, you know, they get out of the car and they go and kind of hide behind a building and the cops show up. (laughs) Yes. They immediately open fire on this vehicle. (laughs) They don't like say anything. I know. They just walk up. And they've got machine guns ablazing. This yep. one dude walks up with a rocket launcher. And he He's launched, got it pointed the wrong way. And it takes down an airplane. Yeah, this air jumbo jet just like <laughs> comes into view and it's yeah. like in flames. Yeah. <sighs> and like Fredo's like around the corner. It's like, oh man, this is awesome. Yeah. And sure enough, while the cops are blowing this car away, <laughs> people start to gather around. Yeah. They're just so stupid i know s-t-double-o-p-i-d stupid <laughs> nice they're like cheering they're like starting to like riot and stuff some yeah. dude picks up a garbage can and like busts it over some other dude's heads yeah. and, like fighting and joe like grabs frito is like dude we gotta get out of here man yeah 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 frito's like yeah man yeah it's like that's your car <laughs> yeah <laughs> what the hell are you doing man it's your car yep <laughs> So it cuts to the next day. I guess they've been walking all night. I think so, yeah. And it looks like they're walking in like this deserted wasteland. Mm-hmm. 
there's sand and dirt everywhere, and there's like big pillars yeah. for what used to be a highway overpass. Right. And there's no road on it though. It's just the pillars and the mm-hmm. beams. Trash everywhere. Trash everywhere, and like um, somebody makes mention about a Starbucks. I think Joe does. Probably. And I love this joke. You know, Frito's like, oh, man, we don't have time for a hand job right now. Yeah. And Joe kind of looks around. He looks kind of stumped. He's like, yeah, what the heck what? are you talking about, man? Yeah. We want some coffee. Yeah. And uh, so they kind of crest over this hill. And this and is And we see this huge, sprawling Costco. Costco. Yes. <laughs> it's like the size of probably New Jersey or something. Right? I don't know. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. And, and so now they've 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 made it into the inner city area. Um, they're making their way to the Costco, and uh, I love what Frito says about this Costco. He's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's talking about being familiar with the area." He's like, "Yeah, right. I went to law school here." Yeah, <laughs> Joe's like, "You went to law school here," and so they walk into this Costco, and there's the greeter at the door. Right, you know, he's like, "Welcome to Costco. I love you." Yeah, "Welcome to Costco. I love, I love you." you. <laughs> it's just over and over and over Which and would over creep, again. That would creep the hell out of me, right? It he he's like a he's just kind of standing there like a big well yeah he's like doofus. a robot practically you yeah know? exactly only he's not really a robot right and uh, so they're they're you just see them walking through this Costco like at one point they're walking past this area that's like nothing but red couches mm-hmm. I don't know how many couches there are but there's dozens and hundreds of them basically yeah. Um, and now they walk by, this is why Yeah. Frito said what he said about Starbucks. They yeah. walk by a Starbucks and it says latte, um, $5, a hot latte, $50, full body latte, $50,000. And they're all like in quotes. In quotes around yeah. latte. Yep. And, uh, or no, like around before whatever the word was before latte. Oh, that's full right. Body, that's right. You know. I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, then they, they also walk past this um, H&R Block, mm-hmm. um, your gentleman's tax returns or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's basically all just like these sex places now. If everybody has dissolved, devolved to the point where it's all toilet jokes and sex, yeah. basically. Like, yep. that's, that's all they think about all right. the time. Right. And so what, they're, they're just making their way through, and finally, after all this, they... They come to this area where there's like this tram or or train or whatever. And this whole time Rita keeps asking like, okay, are you sure that this is where this time machine is? Right, because I guess they've probably been walking through this Costco for like hours probably. Yeah, probably. And actually, I kind of love where they stop, the section they they stop in. You see these tires on display Mm -hmm. and they're huge, huge tires, (laughs) monstrous tires. Right. Um... Basically, it's kind of, I guess what they're getting at is everybody's just kind of decided to drive monster trucks now. That's I the guess. big thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, they're they stopped there. And like you're saying, you know, Rita's like, are you sure this is the way? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, if the train comes by every few minutes. We'll get on and it'll take us right to the museum. Right. And uh, Rita's like, all right, well, look, I got to use the bathroom first. Yeah. And Frito starts laughing like a dumbass. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Frito starts laughing like a doofus. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Rita kind of looks at him like, whatever, and walks away. She's walking away, and Frito 
is like, you know, oh yeah, back that up, back that up. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make any sense. She's walking away. Right. You know, what what the heck are you talking <laughs> about, dude? Yeah, and Frito's just kind of like making, you know, stupid, you know, the typical yeah. dumb moron, stupid little remarks, you know, everybody makes throughout this whole movie. And uh, now the tr- the train has arrived while she's... yeah. While she's gone, and also at the same time, a barcode yeah. scanner has again scanned his arm. Right. And so, like, Frito makes a run for the train, and and Joe's kind of walking there, and he's like, you know, but I can't leave Rita. Yeah, he stands in the door to stop the door from shutting. Yeah. Because, like he said, he's like, you know, yeah, he's like, I can't, like, leave Rita here. Exactly. And But this is whenever he has this whole, like, conversation about... You know, if I go back in time, I can tell her to not do it. But wait. And I mean, it's just like this really confusing. Exactly. He's like, like, but wait, she's here. So if I go back in time, she won't be there. Right. It's like, but that won't work. And, you know, you see Frito. He's like, you know, yeah, he's like looking really <laughs> confused and stupid. And finally he like takes his hand off the door and like scratches his head. Now nobody's holding the door to the right. subway and it like closes. Yeah. With So Frito's on the train and uh, Joe isn't. Yeah. Yep. And police surround Joe. And Rita had actually come out of the bathroom and she saw, like, oh, crap, they're taking him away. And she knows, since she doesn't have the ta- the scannable tattoo, like, right. okay, I can't get caught. Exactly. So, so she's got no choice but just to yeah, kind of so hang hides back and watch. And, yeah. And uh, they put Joe in the police car, and yet again, there's the same <laughs> dummy in the front seat. Right. And Joe's talking, and so the dude turns around and's like, what? And sprays him with yeah. uh, pepper spray. And Joe's like screaming, ah, ah, you know. Yeah. And the guy turns around again, what? And sprays him. <laughs> and now we see it kind of cuts to um, it cuts to the White House. Yeah. Turns out they weren't taking him back to jail. No. They were taking him to the White House. Because his IQ uh, his IQ test came back where he's like the smartest man <laughs> in the world. Which is really, really bad. Yeah. Because he was the most average man in right. the world before. But now apparently, you know, he's the most well, brilliant. It, it's like, I wish they would have shared like what his IQ score was. Right, just to kind of give us a baseline. It's like, okay, so he is, is he now like, the most intelligent man. So is his score like 80? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like where yeah, that's really considered like, you know, that's like average. Oh, is that kind of like an average score? I don't score? really know if it's average or what. Like but... what's considered like genius level? Like, I think anything over 140. Oh, okay. I don't know. I can Google that while you keep talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that, just to kind of get a baseline of how much, how dumber everybody else has become. Right. <laughs> so, while you look that up, while... Okay. So now Joe is inside the White House, and, you know, we hear the narrator talking, like you said, explaining why Joe's not in prison, why he's there. And you see all the other cabinet members... Surrounding Joe. Okay, so real quick. Yeah. IQ between 90 and 110 is considered average. Okay. Over 120 is superior. Okay. Uh, Roughly 68% of the population has an IQ between 85 and 115. Uh, The average range between 70 and 130 and represents about 95% of the population. I would wager to say mine is probably somewhere in the 60 range, 50 range. 
serious? <laughs> no. Okay, joking. good. I, I don't know what say. mine is. I have no I idea. I don't know either. I, I've never been curious, really. Um, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I really don't care. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> um, anywho, um, so now he's he's in there and he's got all the other cabinet members. And uh, you have the secretary of... Um, I can't remember all the other secretaries. The only one that stands out is the secretary of education. Right. Um, which is a real... <laughs> dummy looking guy like he's yeah. cross-eyed and he's standing there looking inside i think he's looking inside of a, a snow globe trying to like look inside of it and figure it out or something right uh but anywho but so you've got you know one secretary here and he's explaining um that he's you know tested as the smartest man in the world and that the president himself has uh, requested that he come come there and help them out of this crisis that apparently the whole you know u.s and the whole world is going through really right um the the plants won't grow there's no crops um it's basically the dust bowl again yeah um you've got just education is you know down the toilet um basically they're they're concerned with crops and dust but and trash. That's right. The trash avalanches. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so now they've they they've kind of informed Joe of all of this. Yeah. And now the president walks in. Yep. And it's President. I, I love Terry Crews. He's, yeah. He's, he's funny. President Camacho. President Camacho. He's, Camacho. That's right. He is a five-time. Um, Smackdown champion. That's right. He is, oh gosh, what else? Uh, just a bunch of goofy, you know, really, really goofy, like big time redneck WrestleMania mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's introducing himself. He's like, oh man, you know, you know, I'm so glad to have Not Sure here to help us. He's like, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna fix all of our problems. Yeah. And you know, Not Sure is kind of, I mean, Joe. <laughs> Eh, potato, potato. Right. Joe's Joe looks really reluctant, but the president's like, "All right, you know, we're gonna make the big announcement tonight. You know, I'm so mm-hmm. happy to meet you." So we cut to <laughs> the big announcement. It's basically like a huge pep rally. It is yes, and they have a jumbotron representing House of Representing. Yep. And, you know, they got smoke machines, and they're like filling up where the you know yeah. you have where the president would stand to speak. And then you have the podiums up on the top where you've got uh, the speaker of the house yeah. or whatever would stand and all that good jazz. Um, so, yeah, they make the announcement, you know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, get ready for your president, President Camacho. And he, like, comes out and he's all, like, strutting his stuff and he's marching yeah. up to the podium and everybody's, like, everyone's, like, hooping and hollering and he gets up to the podium and he starts reading from the from his uh, teleprompter. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, he's like, oh man, I know everybody's you know all emotional and stuff right now. He's like, but we got we got this guy not sure, and he's gonna fix everything. Yeah. He starts listing everything. Basically, Joe is supposed to fix the crops, the dust bowl. Um, he's going to fix the economy. Um, he's gonna cure acne, and he's going <laughs> yeah. to also cure um, car sickness. Yeah, all within one week. Yeah, 
So everybody's like, yeah, you know, they're digging it, yeah. and they're all happy and stuff, and they throw in this big parade for Joe and the president. Yeah. And you see, you know, these President Camacho's driving this big, like, I, it's, I think it's, it's like supposed to be chopper. like a trike or whatever. Well, I think it's supposed to be like a chopper motorcycle. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, you know, talking to Joe, he's like, hand me another beer over there. He's like, you know, and Joe's like, man, I don't know anything about... saving the economy or anything like that he's like oh don't worry about it you'll be fine besides if you do a real kick-ass job i'll you've got a full pardon waiting for you and so that's like joe like peps up a little bit Mm -hmm. he's like all right you know i'll give it a shot um so he hands you know the president another beer and the guy terry cruz you know camacho takes a drink and he like slams it on the ground yeah pops a wheelie on the motorcycle (laughs) and drives off yep (laughs) So we cut now to uh, later on, probably the same day, or next yeah. day. And I just love how this scene opens. Okay, we see the Washington Monument in right. that, that big, I am I am spacing big time on what that's called, but that big pool in front of the Washington Monument. Mm-hmm. And what do you see? But a Speed bunch of boats yes, and, yeah. jet skis, <laughs> and they're like going in circles in this yeah. thing. <laughs> basically, it's turned into this big redneck heaven, basically. It is, right? And so now we cut inside the White House, and we see Joe at the conference table with all the other dumb, dumb cabinet members. Yeah. And Joe's kind of, it's kind of a really awkward, silent moment. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, Joe gets word that, you know, a guest that he's invited over has arrived. His lawyer has come. Yeah. And so Joe's like, you know, excuse me, I've got to confer with my counsel. And everybody's like, ooh, that sounds really smart. Yeah. He gets out there and he's talking to Frito and he's like, Look, Frito, you know, I need your help. Um, I need you to help me find Rita and I need you to draw me a map how to get to this time machine. Frito's like all excited. He's like, Oh man, you know, this is great. You got me a room at the White House. You know, everybody gets laid at the White House. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> right. And uh so yeah, Frito like agrees, you know, they I, I kinda love how they Frito and Joe have this conversation outside yeah. the cabinet room or whatever that room is. And I love that. They're, they're like having this conversation and Joe and Joe's telling Frito like, "Look, you've got to really act the part. Like I told them you were like really smart too. Yeah. You got to act really smart." And so Frito starts making fun of Joe. Yeah. And like talking in a real high pitched voice. You yeah. Know, I'm I'm Joe and I'm so smart and Joe's like, "I don't talk like that." And Frito, you know, makes fun of him again. He's like, I don't talk like that in a really high-pitched voice, he says it. And the guard standing guard over it's the like, door is like, I thought there was like, two of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, man, I thought there was two of you. And, uh, and so now they go back inside the cabinet room with all the other cabinet members. And uh, Joe is talking to everybody else. And he's like, he tells them, he's like, all right, so this is, you know, this is Frito. He's my counsel. Yeah. And uh, he's going to help us locate um, this girl, Rita. Um, and also, I think we should start looking for looking at the crops near the museum area. Yeah. And they're like, you know, why do we need this Rita chick? And he's like, well, you know, I think she'll be an integral part of our team. Yeah. Like somebody that we could really utilize. <laughs> and it, it kicks off all sorts yeah. of stupid <laughs> laughter with everybody. They're standing around the table and they're like... One dude's doing a little, you know, finger yeah. sign for, and, and they're just laughing like a bunch of dumb dumbs. Right. And Joe's just kind of like rolling his eyes. 
it cuts to uh, they've gone off on their little field trip. Mm-hmm. So we see they've left the White House, and we see like there's this big like armored vehicle, and the Secretary of Education, the the really dumb looking guy with a cross eyed. He's, like, sitting on top of this thing, and he's, like, manning a machine gun. Yeah. Like, this is the last guy I think you need to be manning a weapon right. at all, period. <laughs> I don't think his aim's very good. Right. <laughs> so you see Joe, and he's just kind of kneeling down in the dirt, and he's kind of looking at it and just kind of talking. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's, that's, you know, that's a problem right there. And, and he calls over his, you know friend Frito and he's like hey you got the map so Frito hands him this little folded up piece of paper he's like oh great and right about this time is when um the police show up with Rita yeah turns out she was arrested for not putting out yeah (laughs) it's not illegal to be a prostitute it is illegal to be a prostitute and not put out I guess yeah right (laughs) but They've tracked her down, and they've, you know, gotten her a full pardon. Yep. She's being released to uh, Joe's care, I guess. Right. Because, like, the, <laughs> the guy's like, you know, oh, you know, we arrested that, you know, hooker or whatever you were looking for. We found her. Yeah. And he's like, hey, don't call her that. And he's like, no, you know, this is when he tells her, like, no. Yeah. She was arrested because she didn't put out. She took this dude's money but didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but don't worry, we'll get her out on a hooker release license as long as she's, uh, as long as she's uh, with you. Right. So Joe's kind of like rolled his eyes, whatever. And Joe calls Frida, Rita over. I'm sorry. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, come on. So they walk off alone, and and everybody's like, hey, you know, you want us to come with you to make sure she puts out? <laughs> and Joe's like, no, that's all right. Yeah. So Joe and Rita walk off alone, and Joe's like, okay, look, I got a map to the time machine. You know, all we got to do is just make a run for it. So he opens up the map, and of course, Frito drew it. What'd you expect? (laughs) Yeah. All it says is, you are here, and it's got a squiggly line. Yep. And then an arrow pointing to time machine. Yeah, (laughs) nothing. damn it, Frito. I know. He's like, all right. Fine, look, we're just going to have to make a run for it and ask for directions along the way. Yeah. Rita, of course, doesn't want to have anything to do with that. That right. sounds like, you know, suicide, basically. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. And while Joe and Rita are kind of arguing a little bit, you see the guards come over the hill and they're like, hey, uh, you want us, uh, you know, is there a problem? Is she not putting out? And Joe's like, no, no, it's it's fine. We actually just finished. Yeah. Rita's like, yeah, he was great. He was great. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. Well, I, that's all right. And um, so they all kind of walk back up the hill. And uh, this is when the sprinkler system comes on for yeah. the crops. Yep. It hits everybody, and Joe's like, what the heck? He's like, that's the same stuff that was in the in the in the watering fountain. Yeah. It's like, are they just watering these crops with a sports drink? Yeah. As, <laughs> this is when you, you we have another um, narration sort of mm-hmm. break. Come to find out that whenever the company Brondo realized that water was cutting their profit margins, yeah. <laughs> they bought out, what was it, the EPA, and they bought out the FCC, so they controlled both... 
Yeah. The Food and Drug Administration, and they controlled the communications. And so now they changed what the food pyramid was to include nothing but Brondo. Yeah. And they've changed where only you can advertise about Brondo. Right. <laughs> so you see, you know, people are using Brondo for everything. They're feeding babies with it. They're doing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and uh, it cuts back. They go back to the... Um, uh, oh, I love this real quick. I forgot. When that sprinkler system comes yeah. on, you see one of the guards like with his mouth open yeah. underneath the sprinkler <laughs> drinking it like a hamster out of a water bottle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So now we cut back to the, they're having a cabinet meeting and Joe's trying to convince them, look. You need to switch to water. Exactly. The, you know, Brondo's not cutting it. Yeah, they're like, but it has electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. <laughs> and it's what plants crave. Yeah. And Joe's, Joe's, <laughs> Joe's whole thing is. Do you know but, what electrolytes, yeah. Well, he's like, do you know what electrolytes are? Exactly. At all? Or? And one of them's like, uh. It's what plants crave. Yeah, it's basically like, all they say. Yeah, he's like, but how do you know it's what plants crave? Right. And they, they just keep responding with the same stupid freaking argument. Yeah. So Joe's, Joe's had it. Yeah. Finally, he gets the idea. He's like, look, basically he convinces them that he can talk to plants. Mm-hmm. You see him in this scene, and he's kneeling down in a field with his plant to his ear. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of looks back up and he holds up a water glass. He's like, yeah. yep, this is what they want. Yeah. <laughs> and now you see they're all like in the same field and they're leaning down. And they're like, their ears are next to the plants and they're trying to listen to them and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's worked. He's convinced yeah. them. You that water is the way to go. Yep. They're watering the crops with, the, with water now. Yeah. And uh, it cuts to, I guess, a couple of days have passed. I'm not yeah. sure. Maybe... It's some time has passed, and now we see Rita and Joe in their private room in the White mm-hmm. House, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're just kind of having a conversation. Joe's like, man, I sure hope these crops start growing yeah. soon. And uh, Rita's Rita's like, thank, Rita thanks Joe. Yeah. Joe's like, what, for what? And she's like, well, they, pro- they told me that you got me a pardon. That's how I got out of jail. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, don't mention it, you know. It's the least I could do. Right. You know, and I love how clueless Joe is. Yeah. Because she may, she says, you know, like, hey, you can sleep in the bed if you want. Yeah, she's definitely hinting, like, hey, we can bone. Yeah, and he's like, oh, no, he's sleeping on the floor. He's like, don't worry about it. And he's like, besides, because he thinks Upgrade is her boyfriend. Yeah. I think, I don't remember if we went over that. But he's very clueless. Like, she's given him plenty of hints yeah. that what she did in the past was she was a hooker. Yeah, she, exactly. And but he's like, oh, don't worry about it. He's like, besides, this is fine. It's like, your boyfriend wouldn't like it knowing a strange man was in bed with you anyway. Yeah. And she's just kind of sitting in bed, just kind of laughing yeah. at him. He's like, all right, good night. Which is weird because he already pointed out the upgrade would have been dead a long ass time ago. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, because she's freaking out about upgrade finding her. Like you said, and yeah. he's like, "Don't worry, upgrade is like long yeah, gone. Yeah, he's been dead for a and, long time. And even if they did invent a time machine in the past, he wouldn't have a time machine to come right. and find you. Right. And uh, so we cut to the next morning. And there's this rock just crashes yeah. through the window. <laughs> and I love Maya Rudolph's character, Rita, like, sits straight up. It's like, oh, shoot, Upgrade found me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, I want to touch base real quick on uh, Rita's outfits throughout this film. Yeah. 
every single outfit she's worn so far has been sponsored. Yeah. Like, I think the first shirt she wore had, like, a Carl's Jr. star mm-hmm. on it. And I think now she's wearing, like, this... Well, I'll see if I can, like, post pictures. Yeah, stuff. it's funny. It's yeah. like... It's like... I think they're supposed to be PJs, but they're very tight-fitting. Yeah. Basically, it's supposed to point out that, you know, obviously they've made sex and everything, like, priority number one. Right. So, anywho, you know... So the rock comes through the window. Yeah, the rock comes through the window. Sorry about that. You're good. And uh, Joe's like, oh, man, you know, there's this angry mob. Yeah. And sure enough, come to find out, Brondo's stock has plummeted. Yes, because because of the water. Exactly. And Thomas Hayden Church is playing the Brondo CEO, and he's, like, freaking out. Like, nobody's buying Brondo anymore. What's wrong? Well, and the problem is, though, is, like, (gasps) the majority of the people were also employed there. Exactly. He's like, man, all the the money went away, and then the computer did that auto layoff thing, and now everybody's unemployed. Yep. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, so he's basically crashed the economy. Exactly. Yeah, he did did the exact opposite of fix the economy. He may have fixed the plants, but he didn't fix the economy. Right. Just made it worse. Yep. (laughs) And uh, so Joe kind of says, you know, Joe makes mention to, you know, it's like, oh, man, this must have happened whenever we switched to water for the crops. Yeah. And the CEO was like, yeah, he's right. You know, he's he's the one that did this. Right. You stopped buying Brondo to water your plants with, and, and it's his fault. So they arrest Joe. Yeah. It's his fault. He's the scapegoat. Yeah, exactly. And this is when we get a little cut scene. Um, it's a, it's like the big Fox News logo pops mm-hmm. on the screen, you know. And <laughs> it's like this gunshot goes off and it pierces the O for yeah. the Fox. That's, that's my favorite part. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And the correspondence, I love it. They're like... They're like wrestlers or something. Yeah. Like the dude, like he's wrestlers. sitting at the desk, he's shirtless and stuff, and the chick is like wearing like this really tight-fitting looking chick wrestler mm-hmm. outfit or whatever. And they're talking about Joe, who's been arrested right. for crashing the economy. He's like, this time it's the it's sweet lady justice who's going to lower her pants and lower her <laughs> butt on her head. or I, I Forget how he said it. It was funny. And so then they go to the field correspondent. I right. forget her name. Was her name Velveeta? Pro- I think, I think so. her name was Velveeta. No, her name was Formica. Oh, okay. And then the, because uh, the other chick, the the lady's name in the, the newsroom, her name was Velveeta. Oh, okay. I like that. That was funny. Uh, so they go to Formica, and she's talking about the trial. So we're seeing... Uh, some of the artist depictions for the trial, <laughs> and they've misspelled depiction. Yeah. D E P S C H U N or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. And, you know, of course, you know, they draw him as this, you know, you know, frail looking, you know, guy who's just being silly and stuff. And the judge is apparently like this ripped, like, wrestler dude. Yeah. Who, like, when he's sentencing him, he, like, rips his, like, robe off. And he's like, you know, I sentence you to one day of uh, rehabilitation. Right. And you see this little (laughs) cutscene of Joe. And Joe's, like, you know, walking out of the courtroom. He's like, one day of rehabilitation? That doesn't sound so bad. Right. And uh, the Formica lady, she's like, huh, one day doesn't sound so bad, huh? Well, let's see the highlights from last night's rehabilitation. Yep. <laughs> and you see this dude, like, he's in this, like, 
chained up and he's in this prison garb with a bunny hat thing on he's like hopping through the ring Mm -hmm. and then out of nowhere comes this monstrous like truck and it's like this lawnmower thing and it (laughs) runs over him and like (laughs) orange chips go flying everywhere yep and so it cuts to um joe and rita are talking um it's visiting hours just before rehabilitation and, uh, you know, they're kind of talking, and Rita's like, you know, oh, can't you just break out like you did last time? He's like, no. They chained me to a giant rock this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're talking, and Joe's telling Rita, like, look, just just go find the time machine on your own and go back to the past and live your life. And she's like, you know, I can't leave you. You know, you didn't leave me, so I got to find a way to help you. Basically, he's like, look, you know, just... Just save yourself, you know. Don't worry about me. And so when it's time for him to go, there's, like, really no warning. You see this forklift, like, driving in the background. Yeah. (laughs) And it, like, pushes the rock down this flight of stairs. Yeah. And this big, long chain, like, jerks Joe out of the scene and down the stairs. (laughs) And uh, it cuts to uh, time for rehabilitation. So now... Now we see everybody is in the stadium. Yeah. You hear the announcer talking about how, you know, what a whooping that last rehabilitation was. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're like cleaning up after it and stuff. I mean, it basically looks like a monster jam. Exactly. Type thing. Yes. They have. Okay. So their orchestra for this thing. Yeah. It's is all guitars. All electric guitars. <laughs> yeah. Like 50 guys with electric guitars. Maybe right. more. So like you said, yeah, it's like a big monster jam. You know, they got these big, huge trucks, and they got, like, jackhammer-looking things on the Mm -hmm. front of them and drill-looking things on the front of them. And they got, you know, sexual names for them all, obviously. And and so they're kind of getting Joe ready for his his rehabilitation. Um, And Joe is being let in, and they're carrying his rock with a forklift. (laughs) (laughs) And you see, you know, his opponents, they're big huge monstrous like trucks with the drill and the jackhammer and and uh joe's like uh you know where's my car right. you know and they're like oh yeah it's it's on its way here comes his little cars his little teeny <laughs> tiny looking like like volkswagen beetle maybe yeah, i don't know tiny. and they they have this uh big purple you know sex toy like rubber it's a dildo yeah yeah. Like tape, duct tape to the top of it, and it's like flopping every time the car yeah. moves. <laughs> Joe's like rolls his eyes, and they, you know, set him in the car, and they go to shut the door, and the door, like the door won't shut because the chain, obviously. And he's like telling him, he's like, the door won't shut because of the chain. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, you know, you think you're so smart, and they pick up the rock with the forklift. And they drop the rock inside of the car with him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think right about here is where we cut to Rita in the at the White House. Um, and she's watching the rehabilitation on TV. And Frito's kind of trying in his own stupid little way to, like, comfort her. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. I'm sorry. And uh, he sits down when he sees it's the rehabilitation and just, I guess, forgets. He's like, oh, I love this show. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so that's when she she goes to the window and she looks out the window. And sure enough, there's a little flower or mm-hmm. a rose or something growing out of the ground. Yep. 
And she's like, oh, you know, that's great. And she's like, Frito, can you get me there? And she points at the TV. Frito gets up. He's like, yeah. And he, like, bear hugs her and picks her up. And he carries <laughs> yeah. her across the room. And she's like, no, you idiot. Get yeah. me to the stadium. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. So they get in the car and they right. drive off to the stadium. And now we cut back to the stadium. And Joe is in his little car with the little thingy on it and stuff. And they're introducing... There is this rehabilitator. His name is Beef Supreme. Yep. He's apparently a superstar. Yes. I guess, of sorts. <laughs> so he's going to make his grand entrance in, like, the biggest monster truck to end all monster trucks. Right. Well, they made it too big to fit through the door. Yeah. It basically he's, crashes on, yeah. on, you know, himself. He's, like, trying to drive the door. And all you see, like, come through the doorway is the freaking, like, drill thingy. He, like, backs it up and goes forward, yeah. backs it up and goes forward. And finally, like, that part of the stadium collapses on his vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> and the announcer's like, uh, we seem to be experiencing some technological differences here. Yeah. And they kind of, like, they're like, oh, well, I guess the show must go on, you know, the rock band, you know, get started again yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and so now Joe's got to tried to figure out a way to escape these guys, but his car won't start. Right. And, you know, one truck drives over him. It takes his roof off. The other truck, like, you know, jackhammers his car a little bit. And, you know, the trucks are, like, zooming around the room. And I think right about this time, Rita shows up. Yeah. And she's got the flower in her hand and right. she's yelling at president camacho because he's there yeah of course You're like look you know the plants it's working the plants are growing again mm-hmm. he's like i didn't see any plants on the way in yeah and she's like she like throws her hands up and she gets the idea because of the jumbotron she's going to have a uh, frito, frito and yeah. a cameraman show all the plants and right. broadcast it so she's like you know she asks this cameraman dude, like, hey, do you like money? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I like money. Right. And uh, so then she, like, runs down the hallway, and she goes to this camera room, and she, you know. She ends up telling him that there's whores out in the hallway. Yeah, because, like, he won't get off his big butt. Yeah. She's like, hey, you know. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That's the only way she can get him out of the room. Yeah, hey, there's whores in the hall. Yeah, and he's like, oh. Okay, and he gets up and he yeah. runs off and yeah. she rolls her eyes. <laughs> yeah, so she's sitting there and now she's watching what Joe, you know, is going through. Yeah, and they get to where the crops are. But instead of going to the crops, there's a Starbucks there, yeah. I guess. It's a Starbucks <laughs> or one of those other places. I think it was a Starbucks. And they're like, oh, yeah. You know, he's like, hey, I like money. And he looks at the camera and like, hey, do you like sex too? And the cameraman's like, I do, yeah. And they they both go in that building. Yeah. <laughs> and Rita just kind of like rolls her eyes. Right. And right about this time, I think it's right about this time where Joe finally, he gets his car started at some point. Yeah. And like somehow the rock falls out of the car and the rock, the chain eventually runs out and janks him out of the car. Yeah. But the car keeps going, right. and the trucks are going after the car, and they're so dumb, they collide on each yeah, other and, and like they blow up. blow up, right. And uh, right about this time is when Beef Supreme makes it out of the rubble. He's alive. Yeah, he's alive. 
And so he's like chasing like Joe around the stadium. And finally, like Joe, like he gets this microphone and he's like wanting to plead his case and he's like wanting to talk. And Rita puts Joe up on the Jumbotron. And Joe makes this really impassioned, like, you know, plea, like, you know, why are you doing this? I didn't break any laws, really. I just came here from the past. And he's like, you know, I'm just trying to help you. He's like, I don't know how to fix your economy, but I know plants will grow if you water them. Do you really want to blow up the one guy who's trying to help you? Right. And it almost looks like they're kind of clicking with them a little bit. Yeah. But then they, like, blow them off. Yeah. They just start laughing <laughs> at them. And so, you know, Beef Supreme, like, has this, like, flamethrower thing. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, you know, shooting it at Joe. And he's, like, Joe's, like, hanging on the microphone. Right. Because somebody decided to, like, raise the microphone up in the ceiling. And then that's whenever Beef Supreme is kind of telling like, him, yeah, like, like, lower, lower it. it yeah, lower it or whatever. And, like, while he's lowering it, he's, like, like shooting fire at him and stuff and then i think real quick we go back to uh not rita but um frito Frito. Mm -hmm. and uh this is whenever he you know i think he actually falls or like the camera guy falls well they start fighting yeah in the um parking lot after they leave that starbucks (laughs) they start fighting about something i can't remember what like Somebody called somebody a name, and, like, Frito, like, punches the cameraman out yeah. for some stupid reason. Well, so the camera falls, but it falls, like, right where there's a plant. Yeah, and it shows the plant. Mm-hmm. And Rita, like, sees it, she's like, oh, thank God. Right. And hits the button for that feed. Yeah. And that's when the plant shows up on the uh, Jumbotron. Right. And then that's whenever Frito, he picks up the camera and he starts kind of walking along to show, like, there's tons of these. It's yeah. not just, like, one. I love what Frito does, too, right there. Yeah. He, like, sets the camera on the ground. And he, like, yeah. does a cheesy little thumbs <laughs> yeah. up. He does. <laughs> like, hey, look at all the plants. And this thumbs is getting up. people's attention. Yeah. And people are looking, you know, they're like, oh, my God, the crops are growing. And Beef Supreme is, like, getting irritated because, like, nobody's, yeah, nobody's, like, paying attention, paying to, him. attention to him. Exactly. Right. And... So now Joe, he sees his opening. Yeah. He, like, lets go of the microphone and he drops. And he drops on top of Beef Supreme mm-hmm. to hopefully, like, knock him out or whatever. Right. But he doesn't. Beef Supreme gets back up. And he's got his, like, flamethrower red any, And he's going to, like, blow up Joe. Yeah. But out of nowhere, here comes President Camacho who, mm-hmm. like, knocks Beef Supreme out. Right. And then this is whenever he gets... Uh, the president gives him, you know, a full uh, pardon. Yeah, he's like, you know, this guy, he just gored himself a full pardon. So, yeah, everyone's, like, cheering and stuff. And, and you know, it looks like everyone's, like, it's going to be the happily ever after moment. So now we cut to an after party. You know, everyone's celebrating. You know, the crops are growing. Everything's going to be great. You know, people <laughs> are drinking and stuff. And uh, Joe is, you know, like, thanking Rita. He's like, hey, you know, thanks for doing that for me, you know, going out there and showing off the crops and everything. And uh, Rita's like, oh, you know, no worries, and uh, it, it's all right. Right. And uh, she's, like, telling Joe, like, hey, look, I think I'm just going to stay behind yep. whenever you go back. Joe's like, why, you know, and why do you want to do that? Don't you want to come back with me? And she's like, ah. 
I didn't really have much of a life back in my past. He's like, I'd rather just stay here. Yeah. And make a new life here. Yep. And uh, Joe's like, you know, Joe kind of like, you know, well, you know, if that's what you want to do, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm still just going to go back home. But now, you know, President Camacho calls Joe over. And uh, Joe goes over there and turns out he wants to make Joe uh, his new vice president. And Joe's like, you know, he's like, look, you know, I really appreciate that, but I can't. You know, I got to get back home. And the president's like, you can't do that. You know, like, you helped us with the crops. You got to help us with the economy. You got to help us yeah. with the trash. You got to help us with everything. Right. And, uh, you know, everyone's like just pleading with him, like, look, don't leave us. The president's like, look, you know, what? How can you leave us? What about all of that lead, follower, get out of the way stuff? Yeah. <laughs> and Joe kind of like, he sort of looks and thinks about it for a bit. He's like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to stick around. And, uh, you know, everyone's cheering and stuff. And Joe's like, you know, who needs a time machine anyway? And this is when we find out what the truth of the time machine is. Yeah. You know, somebody lets it slip. It's like, oh, that ride sucks. Yeah. Joe's like... <laughs> ride right so this is where we cut to the time machine ride Mm -hmm. and they're going through there and you see this mannequin dressed up as adolf hitler yeah and the thing talking about it's it's like a history ride basically yeah and they don't even like it's not the the history is not correct no they're like you know charlie chaplin rose to power with his nazis yeah and then they show like these two T-Rexes fighting. Yeah. One has a like a little Nazi flag on it and the other has an American flag. Mm-hmm. It's like and then the war broke out and the Americans were fighting and you know defeated the Nazis and I love how, how instead of calling it the UN they call it the um. Yeah. And they're like and then a new more powerful force rose and un-Nazied the world forever. <laughs> yeah. The un. Yeah. <laughs> And Joe's, you know, looks over at Frito's like, you knew this was a ride the whole time, didn't you? And Frito's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why did you want to take me here if you knew it was a ride? He's like, but I like money. Yeah. Joe's like, but if I didn't get to go to the past, then you wouldn't get any money. Frito's kind of looking stupid and confused. Right. And Joe's like, just forget about it. Yep. <laughs> so, no, and, but this is when we move to the movie wrap up. We find out that actually Joe has been elected now um, the president of the United States. Well, because Camacho had made him, yeah, the vice president. Made him vice president, exactly. Camacho, like, he he basically, he stepped down, I guess, or maybe lost the election or whatever. Yeah, they they didn't really say. Joe's president. That's all that matters. And he's giving his impassioned speech, and people are cheering and mm-hmm. stuff. And well, we also find out that he's married to Rita. Exactly, we find out they're they're married, and they had three of the smartest children in the entire world. Yep. And then we they find out Frito. Frito. Yeah. <laughs> and Frito, I think, had what eight wives. He took eight wives, and he had thirty-two of the dumbest children to ever yeah. walk the planet. <laughs> yep. So. And we see, I like. Because the whole thing is like, you know, Rita is supposed to be an artist, she said. Yeah, that's what she and kept telling And she's painting, him. you know, yeah. Joe's portrait. 
It's supposed really... to be like his. Yeah, it's supposed to be like his presidential his portrait. Pe- yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it looks really terrible. Yeah, it's like if he didn't know she wasn't an artist before, he's going to know now. Yeah, I don't know. Something tells me he's probably going to be pretty clueless about that one, too. Maybe. For a smart guy, or supposed to be a smart guy, he's pretty clueless about some stuff. Right. But anywho, that's the end. It is. They all lived happily ever after. Yeah. Well, kind of, I guess. Because the narrator says, you know, well, Joe may not have necessarily saved the world, but at least he got the ball rolling. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It was a good movie, it, it was. I love that movie. It's it's hilarious. So, um, I do have some facts. Cool. All right. So, the very small Surgeon General's warning seen on the Tarleton's uh, cigarette billboard reads, Warning, the su- Surgeon General has one lung and a voice box, but he could still kick your sorry ass. <laughs> Uh, the presidential RV has the number, uh, 28000, which is the real tail number for Air Force One. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, I didn't make that. And I didn't notice this, but it says in Cleavon's family tree, there's a chimpanzee, a goat, a dog, and Hank Hill. Oh, oh man, that's cool. I wish I'd have spotted that. I know, right? Nice. Let's see. Unsure of how to market the film after disastrous test screenings, 20th Central Fox... Uh, sat on the nearly complete, completed film for over a year before finally giving it an unusually small release in only six markets, skipping over major markets such as New York City. Really? The release was done with little to no marketing. Huh. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I mean, I don't know. I like the movie. I think it's funny. And I didn't know this. So apparently Brondo was an actual drink. Oh, I did not know that either. Although the marketing campaign for this film went unnoticed, 20th Century Fox licensed the Brondo drink for sale. The drink itself has gained a cult following, though it is no longer available for purchase at www.brondo.com. Oh, so it must have been a gimmick sort of thing. Probably. Released because of the film. Sort of like a, just like, oh, drink what was in the movie sort of stuff or something. Yeah. Let's see, the premise of this movie is someone waking up several hundred years in the future and finding that people have gotten much more stupid due to an expanding population and a lack of evolutionary pressure was previously used in The Marching Morons, a short story written in 1951 by Cyril M. Kornbluth. Huh. I gotta check that out. I didn't know that. Right? Uh, Writer and director Mike Judge came up with the idea for the film while he was visiting Disneyland with his family and saw two mothers with kids in strollers fighting and cursing at each other. He thought it would be horrible <laughs> if humanity was like this in the future. <laughs> oh. So. Yeah. It's like the like people say, this movie was meant to be a comedy, not a documentary. I know. Unfortunately, it seems almost like we're <laughs> yeah. heading that way. So... Beef Supreme is played by Andrew Wilson, who is uh, Luke Wilson's brother. Yeah. So. That's cool. You pointed that out when we were watching the movie. Like, really? I didn't realize there was a third Wilson. So when Joe is being apprehended by the police in Costco, the background screens display why he is wanted. And it said, for being a dick, for escaping, which of course is spelled wrong. Escaping. (laughs) Yeah. For escaping from jail. And for fucking up lots of shit. Jeez. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I guess in the Cleavon family tree, so Hank and Bobby Hill are visible. 
as is a dog, a monkey, a goat, Donald Rumsfeld, George W. Bush, and Condoleezza Rice. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The script title was originally The United States of America. America. Yeah. U-H-America. America. That reminds me uh, when in that scene whenever their president Camacho was coming in to talk to uh, Joe. Yeah. I pointed it out that the, uh, there's sponsors everywhere in this film all right. over them, all over. And, uh, Jack in the box. J A C K I N U I N H U H in the box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Frito's last name, Pendejo is a Spanish insult, which means pubic hair, but, conveys the same sentiment as dumbass his full name frito pendejo means fried pubic hair or fried dumbass oh geez it might also be a reference to frito's corn chips ill-conceived and mexican phobic frito bandito uh, advertising character (laughs) um i'll probably let's see this will probably be the last thing um, so the voice of the announcer at the Demolition Derby belongs to Mike Mike Judge, the, the writer and director of this movie. Yep. He also voices the announcer of the Masturbation Network. <laughs> so. I remember you telling me about that one, too. I thought yeah. that was cool. But, um, yep. Yeah, talking about that, Mike Judge, the voices he's doing that for, doing for the movies and stuff. Yeah. And he also voices Hank Hill and King of the Hill and stuff like that. So... I watched this, uh, I have season one of King of the Hill on DVD, and I think I got a couple other seasons. And one of the special features is an interview um, with Mike Judge. And Mike Judge's normal speaking voice yeah. is like, it's not anything close to, like to any of that. Really? His, his normal speaking voice is really kind of just deadpan, huh. really kind of low and just kind of quiet, and he just... He just talks real kind of, um, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but I have to watch it again. But it, it's really interesting yeah. watching him in interviews speaking normally and then watching something like King of the Hill and right. listening to him voice King of the Hank Hill or listening to him voice that stuff yeah. <laughs> in uh, this movie. Um, I think he was even involved and in maybe even voiced um, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. I know he was definitely involved in Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. But uh, it's just it's just really, I thought it was really interesting. So what do you want to use to rate this? Um, oh man, there's so many things, really. <laughs> really, there are in this movie. Um, you could use cans of Brando. Um, you want to use trash piles? <laughs> <laughs> Garbage piles. Yeah. That sounds good to me. All right, I'll give it a three. What? Yeah. Woman, get out. <laughs> get, get out. out. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know. Um, I, 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 I think I would have to give it... Give it a five. You know you want to. Yeah, you read my mind. <laughs> I know. I want to give it a five. All right. If we had a, a higher scale, I'd probably give it a higher number. <laughs> wow. I just... I like this movie. It's, oh, yeah. No, it's, it's funny. Hilarious. Yeah. And uh, like I said, there's like so many people... There's like a bunch of memes. I think they've probably been around for years. Um, you know, talk about how, you know, it was only meant to be a comedy. It's not supposed to be a documentary. Right. And, 
you know, this isn't that kind of podcast. We're not going to get into any sort of like social, political, right. anything like that. But it is, it's so, it's just <laughs> so scary sometimes to look at certain news articles and yeah. things going on. It's like, oh my gosh, are we becoming idiocracy? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. All right. Five out of five monumental mon- mountainous garbage piles. Gotcha. Nice. Just before they crash to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so next week we're going to cover American Psycho. Uh, yep. Which that was sent to us by Christian Steiner. Yep. Um, but yeah, definitely make sure to check out High Proof Designs. Because like I said, they do some really awesome work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, they do. Um, um, we could probably post maybe some of um, what they've done for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so that other people can see. I don't think there would be a problem with that. Yeah. All right. So make sure and join us next week. Uh, yeah, for American uh, for American Psycho. Yep. So, all right. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.